Welcome to the Freelance Afternoon Show. We are two freelancers who started our own successful businesses and want to help other aspiring freelancers learn from our mistakes while building a successful business of their own. Hi, I'm Wes Vance. Here with me today is Devin Hapaya. Today we're going to be talking about starting your own freelance business, the why, how, and when. So I started freelancing and founded my company, Apollo Studios, in May of 2016. I wanted to do a startup at the time, back when I was in college, but the number one three reasons startups fail is not really having the right team. So I searched in college for, you know, the right people, the, a good team, but I couldn't find any. I didn't really find that right fit, the people you want to marry, so to speak, when you're when you're setting out for the team of a startup. So I decided to set out and build my own company. As I grow independently, my goal is to make enough to hire or find a co-founder and continue to get paid to build my business build this team while building other people's products. So essentially have other people pay me to test my team. After the team's proven, I then want to move into kind of like product development and building awesome things for the world, kind of more meaningful things than just apps, so to speak. Hi everyone, I'm Devin. I started freelancing in October of this past year, 2016. And I started freelancing because I was working for a large tech company, IBM. And I really wanted to know what it was like to be able to grow my wealth independently of my employer. So I decided to quit my job and also at the same time happened to move to Dallas. And I've started working as a freelancer in the Dallas community since October. And since then, I've learned a lot and made, I don't want to say every mistake, but definitely quite a few. And I'm really excited to be here on the podcast because we, we started this podcast to keep ourselves accountable and that has since shifted to help educate the community and to help you as a freelancer start a business and not have to make the same mistakes I did, the same mistakes Wes did, and to really learn from what we learned without having to make all the mistakes that we did. Awesome. Yeah. So one of the first things that like we want to kind of define for you here is like, what is a freelancer? So to us, we kind of sat down and thought about this for a little bit. To us, someone, it's someone who sells their knowledge, trade, and time for money. So we're both developers, but it could also be artists, graphic designers, writers, legal service providers, video production, animators or animations, yoga instructors, personal trainers, whatever. But a freelancer is a business owner, whether you've like set up an LLC in like a legal sense, or you just call yourself a freelancer, you are instantly thus a business. So when you're getting started, one of the first things we want you to do is to really think about what skills do you have? What are you both passionate about and good at that people are willing to buy? So like we were saying, that could be anything. It could be, are you good at writing or are you good at coding? Do you make good websites or are you more on the animation sides of things? And another part of that is also what you want to be good at. Even if you're working a job as a content writer or you're working at a Starbucks or working barback somewhere, if you want to become a successful freelance designer, artist, web developer, you can do those things as well. So there's a learning curve with anything that you do, but you don't have to do it because, for example, myself, I was working as a web developer at IBM, but I also happened to enjoy it. So that's why I shifted from working full-time as a web developer engineer to working freelance as a web developer and engineer is because 
one, it's something that I'm good at. Two, it's something I'm passionate about. And you can be passionate about whatever you want to. And if you are passionate enough about them, the skill will come. Yeah, that's totally true. Kind of in line with that, I um, every client that I try and take on, I try and push my knowledge just a little bit further. So I, usually I try and find a skill that I'm not fully adept in and try and push my boundaries while getting paid to do it. So it's just freelancing is a great way to take your passion and bring it to like a next level where like you, you become an expert in it over time. Yeah, definitely. And the most important takeaway from that is to not necessarily be great at something to start with, but to know what you want to be great at. To know as a freelancer, basically what a freelancer is, is someone who says, I'm here, I'm good at this, I can do it for you. And there's a lot of different conversation that happens about between being good at something, not being good at something. I mean, fake it till you make it, do whatever you have to, but you can be a freelancer by saying, I'm here, I want to do this, and then just go out and do it and figure out the hard part. And we're going to talk a lot about this in the show. The hard part is not what you do. It's everything in between. It's finding clients that will pay you to do what you do, finding, following up with people to get referrals. Everything that's not what you do is the hard part. And that's what the show is about is all of the parts in between. We're both developers. You don't have to be a developer to get value from the show, though. We are really trying to figure out all of the other hard parts along the way to the road to having a successful freelance business. Whenever you're ready to incorporate your company, one product that we both recommend is LegalZoom. LegalZoom is an online service that you can use to register or incorporate your company. And you go to their website, you pay less than $400, and they will file and pay any state or national legal fees required for you to register your company's name. And thousands of small businesses and freelancers use LegalZoom to incorporate their businesses. See how they can benefit you at LegalZoom.com. So now we want to talk about why you should start freelancing. And really, it's up to you. I think that the core reason that I would say most freelance developers get into freelance work is because they get intrinsic value from what they're doing. They're not looking for as big of a paycheck or they're not chasing the money. If you wanted to chase a paycheck, you could get a job. Freelance development is hard. The hours can be long. You have to have to have to talk to people and sell yourself and is uncertain at times where your next paycheck is coming from. And if that's exciting to you and doesn't scare you away and you think that the intrinsic value that you get from it is more than the risk of having to deal with all of those things, having to talk to people, having to deal with the uncertainty of client work, then freelance development is crazy exciting. It's a lot of fun. It pulls you out of bed in the morning knowing that you are responsible for your own work. And we're going to be talking about a lot of the how and the when in the rest of this episode, but also in episodes preceding this one. And so with that, Wes, can you talk about when is a good time for a freelancer to start freelancing? Yeah. So if you, you can just say you're a freelancer at any point, right? Like you can just say like, Hey, I'm a freelancer now. And you now have a sole proprietorship, right? Which is you are now a business. You can call yourself a business and you can operate as a business, right? But eventually, and if you just keep telling everyone that like, Hey, I'm, I'm a freelancer, I'm a freelance developer, I'm a freelance um, artist, whoever you are, eventually you'll start getting a contract. You'll get a contract somewhere, right? An alternative to that though, is you could also like, if you're in a 40 hour 
job right now, you could quit your job, like quit full time and just start networking. And as I think we'll talk about later, networking is like the way to go about getting your first client, about getting all of your clients, really. It's all about networking and who you know. So if you feel like you can, you either already have a strong network or are pretty committed into an area, then you can go and just quit and start freelancing right now. An alternative, one other alternative, is you can do half and half. And I know a lot of people that are actually doing this right now where they like their full-time job, but they're not ready to fully give it up. So what they do is they take on less hours. They do, you know, maybe a part-time job, still doing what they're enjoying, get that steady paycheck while for the other half of the week, go out and freelance, market themselves and do all the other stuff. For that, they usually take on about one or two projects, but not too much more because that's all you, you know, bandwidth wise, that's all you can do at a time. I think I would even recommend if you're working a comfortable job, if you're making a good amount of money to be able to sustain yourself, but you still want to go freelance. One thing that I started doing while I was at IBM, which I kind of wish I'd done even sooner before leaving the company, is get all the business stuff out of the way. Like if you know that you are wanting to make the transition from a 40 hour work week doing work for someone else to a 40 to 60 hour work week doing work for other people, then you can set up all the business stuff while you're at your previous job and then decide to jump ship and leave. Some people even find their first client before they jump ship and leave, right? Like they, you kind of do all the business stuff, find your first client and then like, then kind of dive in. So. Yeah, definitely. The real thing is that it's, it's always going to be up to like the individual and what your circumstances are and what motivates you more. I know like Wes, you were telling me that you decided just not to take a full-time job out of college and you had the fire under your ass to make money or you weren't going to be able to pay rent. Yeah, that's right. So like after college, I kind of knew I wasn't going to do a full-time job, but I wasn't fully sure. But um, as it came kind of closer to my graduation date, I was like, okay, nope, that's what I'm going to do. But on top of that, I also moved 1,200 miles from Texas to North Carolina. So my network was completely flip-flopped. I came to North Carolina knowing one person, my girlfriend. Um, other than that, like it was all about networking. That's what I spent 40 hours a week doing was just going out to meetup groups, sending emails, and meeting with people, and just trying to trying to get better connected in the culture and in the area of Raleigh. We're going to have episodes about like creating your own website and maybe finding your first client in the future. But today, we really just also wanted to talk about like what can you do today to get started. It's so, like there's several things that both Devin and I did like right off the bat before, during and before we even like started freelancing. The first thing was like starting to educate ourselves about what this freelancing deal is, how, what it looks like on the day to day. And so we listened to like, I listened to a ton of podcasts, both the freelancer show and the freelancer were two podcasts that I found invaluable when educating myself. We also read just like a ton of books about finances and about like ideation. I liked learning about ideation and like about process development in my freelance career. So I, I read books like uh, The Lean Startup, Zero to One, and then just a bunch of other financial books as well. And I'll just go ahead and add to what Wes said. Once you declare yourself as a freelancer, what you really want is basically a place where someone can go to sign up for your service. That for both of us, that looks like websites online. For some freelance developers that I've met, they'll just have a LinkedIn page with their contact information. About.me is a really good resource for people who aren't necessarily doing like a tech startup or a, a tech freelance base. So you don't really need to create your own website. You can just go there, add your information. And all you are looking for is a link that you can hand to someone to say, go here to sign up for my service. And then once you get that, client, once you get your first person to come in that's willing to take a risk 
and be your first client, then at that point, you can start asking, okay, how am I going to pay them? How am I going to charge them? You shouldn't start with how much am I going to charge someone? I hear that a lot from a lot of people that are thinking about freelancing. They think, oh, I don't know how much to charge. Don't worry about it. It's going to be a lot easier to worry about how much you want to charge someone once you find your client. Tune in next week. We're going to be talking about networking your way to your first client. And we're going to go into more details on how to do that and what happens when you get them. Awesome. Thanks for tuning in, guys. Um, once again, my name is Wesley Vance. You can find my company, Apollo Studios, at apollostew.com. And my name is Devin Wapaya. You can find my company at bisonstudio.co. If you want to join our freelance community, go to freelanceafternoon.com and sign up for our Slack channel. There you can chat with community members and ask questions about starting your own freelance business. Thanks for listening to the Freelance Afternoon Show. I'm Devin. And I'm Wes. Have a great afternoon.